captivating landscapes, flawless tobaccos, elegant presentation. Introducing Pure Origin. At JR Cigar, our innovative team is on a journey for unrivaled flavors and enriching experiences. Along that path, we discovered new, distinctive, and groundbreaking tobaccos from the furthest reaches of the earth and are bringing them right to your home. The intentions are pure, the process is pure, the origin is pure. JR Pure Origin. That's right, everybody. It's Smoke Night Live, and it is episode 366 of Smoke Night Live. Folks, tonight on the show, it is the ninth edition of our First Impressions show. That's right. We are going to be speed dating cigars. And uh, not only are all of the guys here in Dojo Studios going to be speed dating cigars, but also... Oh, our extra special guests. We've got on the horn with us William Cigar Coop Coop. Cooper, how you doing, my friend? He's not he's not in his seat. Where'd he go? He left. All right, well then let's go right to the goat. Alex Tavella, smoke in. Alex, how you doing? I'm in my seat. I'm I'm ready to go. I don't know where Cooper went, but I'm ready to go. Well, Alex is where's always, Cooper? He's always ready. Wait a minute. To go. Wait a minute. Where's Coop? Not the the, the intro was playing. He left his, his mic he and left his, his headphones <laughs> off, so I'm back. He, he, there he is. I, there he is. All right, I Coop, had a right to get, like, essential supplies, fire. I, inter <laughs> I introduced you, Coop, and you weren't there. I was an empty seat, so, uh, so usually, usually gone, you, I was surprised because I figured you guys usually have a little early banter, so I said, like, let me go get the uh, lighter quickly. <laughs> I was going to bring you right on, right on the show, Coop, as we were mentioning, tonight on the show we're going to be speed dating some cigars, we're going to do some first impressions. Coop, tonight on the show, what cigars will you be speed dating that you have never smoked before, but you're going to smoke on the air and rate and review live on the air? What do you got? I want to go common theme tonight uh, because we we speed these. These are we have a we have a short amount of time to smoke it, so I went with two petite size cigars. Uh, the first one I'm going with is the Viaje Super uh, Super Shot Buckshot 2023. Um, this is a this is a viaje that is in the shape of a shotgun shell. Um, it is a, and in fact they name these the, the the shotgun shells are actually the names of the vitolas. This is the ten gauge. The buckshot's a little different in that it's a San Andreas Maduro wrapper as opposed to a Nicaraguan wrapper. And um, the other thing I'll just say about this cigar is it, it came out three years ago, but I never smoked it, so this is the first time I'm having this ever. The okay. buckshot. And your second. Then the, the second one also I'm going with a petite. Uh, this is the Romeo Julieta uh, Twisted Love Story. Uh, so okay. it's a barber pole version of the uh, Romo, Romeo Julieta Reserva Real. And uh, again, I have not smoked any of these barber poles that have come out. So uh, I'm going with the smaller one because I figure, again, uh, short amount of time and I could get the most out of the cigar. Very good. Alex, what will you be speed dating tonight? All right. So number one, I got the uh, Tatuaje PCA 2022. Uh, this came out same, same time as the TAA, and they were essentially the same cigar difference being this is a Sumatra wrapper. And I'm a, I'm a Sumatra kind of guy, so I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. And for number two, I got to 
good old Knuckle Sammy, 55. Ooh, the 55. Literally, the 55. literally just came in the door today. So um, I've, I've been warned by Hector that this is uh, going to be a little bit heavy duty. Heavy duty big okay. uh, San Andreas rapper, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. Okay, so now um, I'm going to go around the room, and I'm going to ask Jordan, I'm going to ask Scott, I'm going to ask Matt, and then I'll do my, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys my cigars that I'm smoking. And then as, as I do this, I want Coop and Alex to predict what they think the cigar smoker will rate, what we will rate these as. Um, and then I will, I'll mark those down, and then we'll see how close they are at the end of the show. Jordan, tell Coop. Tell Alex and tell the studio audience or tell the uh, listening audience. By the way, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, uh, please like, please share, please do subscribe. It. Do all those things because all of those things are what allow us to do this Describe. every Friday night. Uh, Jordan, what will be the first cigar that you speed date tonight on the show? First cigar, Diesel uh, Atonement, T-A-A. Ooh, okay, Coop. What do you think, Jordan? What will he rate that as? An eighty-six. Okay, Coop is predicting an eighty-six. Alex, what do you think he'll rate that as? Damn, damn it, Coop! I was like, I'm eighty-seven. Okay, 87. I mean, it's, it's in that range. All right, that range. that's. We'll see how that how those predictions hold up. Jordan, what's the second cigar that you'll smoke tonight? Second cigar is the. Knuckle Sandwich Connecticut Toro. All right, so there you go. Uh, Coop, what do you think Jordan will rate that as? A 91. 91, Coop says. What do you think, Alex the Goat? Well, wait a minute, wait a minute here. I just got to confirm. That th that looks like the box press short church show. It is. Same, okay. Same okay, Jordan's wrong. Uh, oh, there's a difference. There's a yeah. difference. Yeah. There's, there's a big difference. I, well, I won't change it, but I, there's a difference. There is a difference. Alex is 100% right. I'm, you can change it if you want, Coop. Go ahead, Alex. You can go. I'll, I'm going to keep it. Well, what did okay. you say, Coop? You said 91? I said 91. I said 91. I'm going to say, I, I think you're spot on, but I'm going to go 92. Okay, yep. 92. That's not off wow. either. Yep. That yeah, is a... It's, it's, uh, that is an absolutely that would be that would be a barn I hope. burner if that's the I case. hope. Um, okay, Scott Bray Band of Trinity Cigar Lounge. Tell us the two cigars you'll be smoking. Let's start with the first one, and then we'll see what Coop and Alex predict that you will rate it. Oh, your mic. I don't off. think your mic's on. There you go. Uh -oh. Oh, my, that's my fault. That that's, was Jordan's yep, fault. You got me muted. There you go. All right. So for my first cigar, I am smoking the La Flor Dominicana Solis. All right, Coop, what do you think Scott will rate the LFD Solus? Oh, you muted? Okay. I'm going to go 90. Coop says 90 on that. What do you think, Alex? I'm going to go... I hate to keep doing this to Coop, but I'm going to go 91. Oh, wow. We're, we're pretty close on all these, yeah. We've been pretty close. Yeah. Do I think Solus, I mean, again, like the way Scott said it, it sounds like it's soulless. Mm, like the cigar has no soul. No, never thought about it. I don't know about that right, name. I see, I, see, I see what you did there. <laughs> All right, Scott, Scotty Brayband, what will be your second cigar? Be? My second one, I am going to be trying out for the first time the Rocky Patel Edge 20th Anniversary. Coop, mm. what do you think uh, Scotty will rate that cigar? In 87. 87? 
by Coop. What do you think, Alex? Hmm. I haven't had this. Um, 89. 89. All right. Uh, Matt Hall. How are you doing, my friend Matt? Whoa, I'm good. Yeah, uh, you'll be smoking first the what? The Los Datos Deluxe. Okay, it's a general cigar and kind of a Matt Booth sort of uh, thing, branded type of deal. What do you think, uh, Coop? What will Matt rate the Los Stratos? 84. Ooh, ouch. Alex, what do you think? Uh, 87. 87. Okay, Matt, what will your second cigar be? The La Gloria Cubana Series S. Series S. Coop, what do you think he's going to rate that as? 89. 89. What do you think, Alex? 86. 86. Okay. All right. For myself, uh, my first cigar I will be smoking tonight. Jordan, go to um, Cigar Cam. Brand new Cigar Cam, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. I will be smoking the uh, West Tampa Tobacco Attic Series for my first cigar. Coop, what do you think I'm going to rate that as? 85. Oh, wow. That's low. What do you think, Alex? Uh, 87. 87. Okay. And for my second cigar tonight, now I am also doing the Knuckle Sandwich Connecticut, but mine is the Robusto. Uh, what do you think, Coop? I will rate the Knuckle Sandwich Connecticut Robusto. 90. 90. Alex, what do you think? 93. 93. All right, so we have the predictions are in. Now, let me remind the studio or the the listening audience the rules of the show. Obviously, the rules start with the fact that none of us have smoked any of these cigars before. Um, So it is it's not blind per se, but it is uh, first impression. Now, we understand that in 25 minutes, you might not get the full experience. That isn't the point. The point is, is, does it grab our attention? Does it give us a good first impression so we'll be giving each cigar 25 minutes and the only rule for our um, contestants is they personally cannot rate their two cigars with the same rating they can't give them both an 88 or a 90 they have to give them two different ratings so one has to be preeminent over the other Uh, those are the only rules and then we will talk about the cigars and some other topics as the show proceeds Shouts, we start the timer for the first cigar, Jordan. Oh, my goodness. Let's do it. The timer has started now. You may cut and light. So here we go. I'm going to... uh, Oh, I'm already having a difficult time getting the foot band off. Uh-oh. Now, little note here. I have a little bit ding, of ding. cold, so I cannot taste very well. Jordan, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to yes, give that I up. Yes, I have to because I'm not going to be able to tell you anything. Do you have a cold every time we do this show? Yes, yes I do. Does, I think. Well, you know what? That's fa- that's fair because I had a little bit of, a little bit of Thai soup earlier. And it was a little, oh, yeah. I, 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 listen, I, no, I should have known better because you're always 50-50 with soup if that first spoonful is going to like burn your face off. It didn't burn my face off, but it definitely burned a little bit of uh, tongue. Oh, off, so. yeah. Well, we'll Alex, you goes. have something spicy like that, and it can just like numb those taste buds. So, hopefully, hopefully. Well, you it can, wasn't uh, that spicy, but I'm, I'm. It was heat. It was like hot, like heat burn hot. Like heat I, hot. I probably should have let it sit. Yeah, heat now hot. I should have let it sit for like worse. five minutes. But yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll see how this goes. But I think I got my taste buds. That wasn't too bad. Did a little right. garage, well, we're a little gonna honey, see. Little we're honey gonna see over how the these... tongue. Yeah, a little honey on the tongue, you'll be good. Just coat that with some milk. 
Now, by the time we get to the 10 minute mark, Jordan will have uh, fission, sufficiently lit his cigar. It takes a little bit. Um, so here we go. Wow. Hey, just jump right in, Coop, if you have any thoughts. I was just looking at Jordan's technique, actually. Yeah, yeah I was trying to, I'm trying to get it like on the camera. He toasts it's hard the to first do. third of the cigar. No, I don't. <laughs> I do a normal toast. So, uh, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. This is strong. This is, is strong, it? this cigar. I now, let's remind people, Coop is smoking the Viaje Super Shot Buckshot 10-gauge. And uh, right off the get-go, he said it is strong. Is that an Aganorsa? Yep. Uh, it, it, it widely believed it's Aganorsa he's come out of. They haven't explicitly said it, but... Um, yeah, it's because in the past they have. Coop, is, is Viaje still a company? Yes. <laughs> just, I, lo I, I, I love them, but it's... It, it, this is one of their more successful cigars they've had. Um, when this one comes out, it moves off the store shelves very quickly. I do love the area. packaging in that, Coop. Isn't the packaging oh, I was, super cool? I don't have the box with me yet. It's an actual shotgun shells box they use on it. Yeah. Um, I do dig but that. These, but Viaje's been hit or miss for me. And, you know, sometimes I really look forward to uh, Viaje coming back. And there's other ones I, you know, I don't look forward to. And I think uh, consumers react like that, too, because there's certain Viajes I see on the shelf forever. And there's other ones that go within a matter of hours. What's the uh, what's the price point on that one per cigar? Did you say that already? I don't remember. Um, I think it's about nine to ten dollars. And it's a pretty little. Out. It's a little cigar. It's a little guy. It's a little cigar. It's very densely packed. These are always densely packed. Yeah, nine. That is say a little. What is that? Like a four by fifty something? Fifty. Just a little under four. A little under four. Yeah. Have you tried putting it in an actual shotgun? No. <laughs> ah, dang it. Somebody but I have, to do have that. seen. I have put the box. I have the box next to it, um, a shotgun shell box, and it, it almost is. I think they must have done. It's three and a half by fifty-four, and these go for. It looks like um, a little under nine dollars. Looks like fifty. It goes for. All right, all right, Alex. Uh, you are smoking the Tatawahi PCA twenty twenty-two. Um, I know you just lit it up, uh, but sometimes that's the most interesting part of a cigar when you just first light it up. What is what is your very first impression of this Tatawahe? So super, super oily wrapper, like super oily. Um, has that traditional, you know, 2012 Sumatra, that definitely that, that familiar Tatawahe Sumatra flavor. So far, so good. Um, and look, I'm 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 a I'm a like off the bat kind of guy. If, yeah. if I'm not into this cigar right away, I'm not waiting past the first third that it's getting chucked. This is the no, perfect show is, for you, Alex. Yeah, this yeah. is. I, I'm just not. I, I'm you know I work at Smoking and there's a humidor full of cigars. I'm not waiting <laughs> to go through half a cigar for it to get good. Um, yeah, I don't know. So this is good. Concern is, is it a little young? I don't know. I gotta get in mm. there a little bit. I got twenty. Could be minutes. a little young, you say. Um, I uh, lit up my West Tampa. This is the Attic series. Uh, it's a San Andreas wrapped over Nica binders and Nicaraguan fillers. It comes in one size, which is a six by fifty-four Toro. It sells for twelve dollars and ninety-nine cents. Uh, suggested manufacturer retail price. Um, I can't really say much about it yet. Um, I will say this: if go to Jordan, go to uh, Cigar Cam for a second. Because there's literally 
almost no perceptible smoke coming out of it. It's still lit, but there is absolutely no perceptible <laughs> smoke emanating from this cigar, which is kind of strange. Um, there's there's no smoke. Isn't that it's, like yeah, uh, it's lit? Yeah, it's lit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, where there's no I smoke, see, there's I no see fire. The, yeah, but, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, my very very first first impressions is. Um, it's not super grabbing me right off the, the get-go, but uh, we'll see how it uh, develops in the next uh, 20 minutes. We're down to the 19-minute mark. Jordan, did you put up the leaderboard yet? I did, yeah. Uh, here it is. So there's the leaderboard, which we will be filling out as the night goes on. Um, all right, boys. Uh, I got some I got some topics I want to talk to you guys about. First off, uh, Alex, I know this one, and I, I know Coop's got some super strong feelings on this, but I want to go to you first, Alex. Groundhog Day. Why do we as a society continue to allow a rodent to determine how long winter is? I just, it just drives me out of my mind. Do we know I, what he said? I, yeah, he said uh, he saw his shadow, so there's uh, six more weeks of winter. Doesn't, doesn't he always? Like, has he ever not? Well, I'm, disputing, I'm disputing that one, yes. but we'll get to Well, me. we're, we're going to get to Coop's because I love okay. I love Coop's take on this. Um, <laughs> I don't know Coop had a take. Alex, do you, believe, do you believe in the groundhog? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the groundhog is in Pennsylvania, right? That's correct. Punxsutawney. Right. Right. Punxsutawney. I'm a Pennsylvania no. guy, technically, even right. though Philadelphia isn't really Pennsylvania. It's kind of part of Pennsylvania. Even as a child, I never understood why, as you said, this groundhog, is it the same groundhog? or Does he change? <laughs> and why does he dictate our, well... Now you're, because I don't deal with groundhogs in winter and stuff in Florida, but why does this groundhog dictate our future? And why it do we allow this? It doesn't seem... Why Why do we allow this? I why think do we... We should, that, uh, that, we should kill I want to defer to Coop, because... We should kill yeah, this. Get him out of here. kill him. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, ladies and gentlemen, the best thing in the world is that Coop has another take on this. and got a take? And Coop's take is pretty stinking good. Coop, tell him. All right, so... Have you followed the meteorologists in this country and how bad they are? How can a friggin' rodent do worse? <laughs> okay? I mean, seriously. And the other thing I'm going to say is that Puxatani Phil is an imposter. The right. real groundhog Here is Staten go. Island Chuck. And Staten Island Chuck said that, that we're going to have uh, early spring. And Staten Island Chuck is more accurate. And if you need something to <laughs> validate Staten Island Chuck, he is famous for biting Mayor Michael Bloomberg. Yes. Who got a little too close. Oh, bit that's him. cool. Bit him, I guess. So uh, Chuck is cool. Uh, and and it, what's cool about Chuck, I grew up in Staten Island, um, so he was kind of our own. And, look, we know that Phil is the most popular one, but Staten Island Chuck was always our hometown groundhog, so it was, it was kind of, of a cool thing. But, yeah, that's my take. Coop, do we know, Is has anybody done a spreadsheet <laughs> or, or anything like you have on the Flintstone episodes? Do we know how many <laughs> how many groundhogs – are out there doing this, prognosticating? Is it just those two? Prognosticator. I think there's some other ones. I think there's some other ones, but these are the two most famous ones right now. And I would say that Chuck is, you know, the second most popular behind. Do you so, think there's like a groundhog Phil, scout? A, there's a groundhog yeah. union, I think. There's a union, um, wait, local. Wait a minute. Something. Somebody out there I, finding like the next <laughs> up-and-coming groundhog weatherman? Like, you're, you're telling me there's more than one groundhog yes. that does this? Counting on Chuck. And Puxatani Phil. Staten Island Chuck? Who's heard of Staten Island Chuck? 
on Bit Bloomberg. Anybody? It national headlines. I never heard of him. Bloomberg. I don't think uh, they, have they not haven't heard of Staten Island Chuck. There's until no Bill tonight. Murray movie about Staten Island. Yeah, Chuck. I was That's literally I today years old. Listen, he was our he was our groundhog. And and, <laughs> so and what by God, he's well, who who's who's like who do we go by? That's How a can fair you have question. Two? I say I say who's been more accurate. I say, Coops Alex, is. we always go with the one who predicts an early spring. That's just what I... That's good. That's I go I'm with saying. the one who bit, bit Bloomberg. Yeah, I do like that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's fair. For that okay. alone, for that reason alone, Coop, alone. Staten Island Chuck has got my vote as the most accurate. Yeah, but the other one has been in a movie with Bill Murray. It, best, yeah. One of the best movies of all time. It's a top five movie. I know, but that, not because of... Not because of Punxsutawney Phil per, per yeah. se. It was just he's in, the was a, he's in the movie. I know, but that what what like so is a lot of other people in I'm the movie. I'm gonna go with that's not even the same. Not Staten Island Phil. Phil. That's just of the two groundhogs, the one of them has been in a movie with Bill Murray, and it's awesome. I know, but th does that that's make fair. him better at predicting the weather? I don't care. He's, he's better. He's he's more predict my, the both are more predictable vote. than Al. The other guy, the other guy yeah, gets a point because he bit Mayor. and this guy gets a point because he's in a movie with Bill Murray. All right, he gets a point. That's what I'm saying. I gotta agree with Coop on that. <laughs> you know what, what makes a good meteorologist? I mean, there's really no you know meteorologists they, and baseball players are the only people that get it right three out of ten times. Average in college, it Alex, is what makes you a good meteorologist. Right, they, right, three I, out I of ten, you make it to the Hall of Fame. All right, boys, uh, let's get off of these uh, rodent topic. Um, <laughs> Coming up in uh, just a little over a week, we have Super Bowl Fifty Seven in Glen. Phil has thirty nine percent accuracy. Oh, really? Less than a how about, what is, how about do we have Staten a Island Chuck? Yeah, can somebody give us Staten Island Chuck? We need Staten Island Chuck's stats. Stats and Island Chuck. I bet you he's higher. <laughs> I bet you Chuck higher. If somebody now is it like for the country or right, is so it for like wait, his wait own region? Because like he's only <laughs> seeing the shadow for his own. Like he should just be judged by Pennsylvania. So weather. you're telling me Phil gets it right almost four out of ten times. And we're right. more than the meteorologist, but that's more than the meteorologist. <laughs> yeah, but everybody knows the meteorologist is full of shit. Why do we even have this thing with him? Why? Why is? Why is he four out of ten? Why is he relevant? Because he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anybody can come up with Staten Island Chuck stats, uh, please post them uh, in the chat. Oh, somebody's no. All right. Uh, There's one saying Chuck's accurate eighty percent of the time. No. no. Get out of here. If that's I get a true. Group, just, Google Staten Island Chuck accuracy. If that is if that is actually true, somebody Google them both like in the same you know no bias the same search term. Because yeah, I, I mean I'm I, just going by what what my Google. Mark came Burns up with. is saying eighty percent. Wow. Josh I'm Rivas you, saying eighty percent. Chuck is the real deal, man. Coop, you are. You know what? My life is changed. <laughs> it is my. I've lived fifty-seven years. But now, from this point forward, I'm 100% Staten Island Chuck. 100%. All right. You, you won me over, my friend. <laughs> if if we like go a... to New York, we'll go see Staten Island Chuck. You can go okay. to Staten Island Zoo and see him, yeah. Which is really I cool, feel like so. there should be like a showdown. There should be like a mm. Phil Yeah, they should Chuck both go out. Like they should fight to the death. Yes. Right. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like whoever rains butter supreme. on each other and just let them go at it. Yeah. Like, that would be yep. amazing. All right, boys. Um, Super Bowl Fifty Seven's coming up in a week and a couple days. Coop, uh, who's going to win this game? Is it going to be the Kansas City Chiefs? Is it going to be the uh, Philadelphia Eagles? What's your prediction? Uh, this is going to be. I'm going to say this. This is going to be one of the greatest Super Bowl games ever played. 
Wow. Ooh. And uh, what I I am going with Eagles 31 28. 31 This is going to be an epic game. I think this is going to be an epic game. I think it's going to be one for the ages this game. It's going to be a great game. Uh, do you think uh, Mahomes will be healthy and all that kind of stuff? I don't know, but I, I, he'll go. He'll play in this game for sure. Right. Um, you know, he'll, unless he's really in bad. So I, I would say maybe I would take Mahomes at 75% on most quarterbacks. So. Yeah, that's a, good, so, that's a good point. But I don't know. You know Hurts, Hurts has looked good, and you know, he went to the playoffs banged up too. Now, I think it, this will be interesting because... Oh, there's a third. I think his name is Washington Whistlepig. Ooh. Sean Fuller says his accuracy is 57%. Now, is he what is he in Washington, D.C.? Or is yeah, he Washington it's always, State? It's like, isn't Probably it always winter in Washington? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't like that name at all. Washington Whistlepig? Yeah, is he even yeah, a groundhog? Is, yeah, what is he? Is he a, is he a pig? What's a whistle pig? <laughs> Just some guy drinking bourbon? <laughs> All right, Mr. Philadelphia, Alex the Goat. Uh, what's, how do you see the Super Bowl going down? Well, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm going for the Eagles, but uh, I, I think the Eagles can, can win this. Um, I don't want to say easily, but uh, I think they, if they're not, they should be the favorites. Mahomes isn't 100%, and I, I think that defense is just going to be all over him, and, and, you know, a hobbling Mahomes isn't going to be able to get away from, from the Eagles all night mm. long. So, And we can put points on the board. Uh, and, you know, it, I think it would have been a shootout, but with Mahomes kind of the way he is, it's not going to be as much as a shootout. I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up with us. All right, there you go. Jordan, you have any predictions? Whistlepig is another name for a groundhog, apparently. <laughs> okay. Sean's isn't that a, isn't, that a, isn't it a booze? Isn't Whistlepig yeah, a booze? It's a rye. It's a, yeah, it's a rye. I didn't know it was a based on a, and his logo is icon is a groundhog. This guy I think knows his groundhogs. Mm. He knows his groundhog. Yeah. Uh, now we now okay now we have three in the game, but still even still, Staten Island Chuck is way way better of a pro- prognosticator than, than either of them. either of those two other losers. Like yep. uh, Staten Island Chuck, I we. I need to do a challenge coin with him on it because he is 80%. Yeah, Dojo exclusive. How about a Dojo yeah. exclusive on Chat Island Chuck? I think that could well, happen. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, hold, yeah. hold up. How long hold has on. Staten Island Chuck been around? He's been around as long as I can remember. Really? So, I mean, I, I want to say, but I, he got popular in the last 25 to 30 years. <laughs> he got popular. Yeah. What, what has he been like around? Spice Girls? <laughs> I mean, well, listen. Well, I don't in, think a lot of people knew Stat Island Chuck till the internet. That's the thing. I don't think people really knew of Stat Island Chuck mm. because of the internet. So, so. in fairness, I'm, I'm looking at this. Phil's been around since 1887. He's the mm. oldest groundhog in the history of groundhogs. He's the <laughs> oldest lineage of groundhog. They're, 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 not, they're yeah. all, you I mean, there's different Staten Island Chucks and different Phil's. Yeah, like usually the backup goalie has a better save percentage than the real goalie because he only plays a couple of this games. Guy, so if he has a couple of good games, been, he's been, good to go. I mean, Phil's been in That's net for 100 yeah, but, plus but, but years. But there was Gordie Howe and there's Wayne Gretzky. There's a difference. I mean, Gordie Howe was there for a while. and then Well, Wayne what do we got? We got, we got <laughs> Phil and we got Phil. I mean, it's... <laughs> Now, Groundhogs are goalies. They're not, they're not offensemen. We, wait, wait. Can somebody can somebody Google one of our viewers uh, Google to find out how long does a groundhog live? Because then we could find out how many generations. You said, Alex, that Punxsutawney Phil has been around since 18 what? 1800? Yeah, 1981 is Staten Island Chuck. Oh, he's only been Staten. around for a 
Thirty. Well, like years. I, I, as long as I can remember. But yeah, that but. could he could be a single groundhog, if, depending on how long groundhogs live. And, it, right. and if one a, or two groundhogs. If a single yeah, groundhog. Years. Like he's just a good. Fourteen groundhog. years is the answer. Fourteen. Okay, so they probably have two or three. Fourteen years. Two or three guys. Yeah, Chuck and two, Chuck and two Phil or often disagree, though. If you, there's actually right. a gr on Wikipedia, there's a grid. Oh God, we <laughs> need we need this. Can I so, just say Phil, we know it's the depths of winter when this is the interesting topic of the night? <laughs> the damn rodents. We're talking about freaking rodents. Uh, so listen, we're we're like we're like ten fills deep at this point. Oh, at there least could have been all kind of variants in there. Yeah, I mean, at one point it was probably a squirrel. We don't know, like in an eighteen. 92, they probably didn't right? know groundhogs were. What do the they time. know? <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Coop, how do you feel about Rihanna as, as the halftime entertainment in the Super Bowl? You know, I think that I'm, I, my partner on um, Primetime Jukebox, Dave Burke, is much more excited for me uh, than I am on this. Um, you know, they've, they've gotten away from having bands at the halftime show. Now they're going for these, like, performances with theatrical type things i'm not i'm not overly excited but i'm not like this is going to be terrible either so well you know it, it just i'm not doing handstands over it like dave is all right do you uh, what would you say was the best uh, halftime show of all time was it up with people uh, or it was prince prince yeah, yeah that was, prince, I, I think tom, prince uh, in the tom rain petty was, tom petty was good uh paul tom petty was, was good yeah, uh, yeah, you know Bruno Mars was good, yeah. I, and I didn't, I didn't expect that one, but Bruno Mars put on a hell of a show. Black Eyed yeah. Peas, just kidding. No. <laughs> no. Sorry, uh -uh. Diana Ross did a great one years ago where she actually got lifted up into a helicopter at the end, which was pretty cool. Oh wow, I don't remember that yeah. one. Jeez, yeah, that's that was dangerous. in Phoenix. I remember that one, but I, I think the Prince one because I, I think a lot of people became Prince fans. Maybe there was a bad Prince when I was growing up, but. I think after that performance and the Hall of Fame performance that he did, a lot of people changed their opinion on Prince. What do you think, Alex? Uh, Rihanna, halftime show, are you excited for that? You pumped up? Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm okay with Rihanna. This is clearly yeah. another Jay-Z-influenced halftime show, and, and that's cool. Rihanna's all right. She's a good performer. She's got some good I'm tunes. I'm good with Rihanna. Yeah, huh. doesn't she? Doesn't she have a couple I good think. tunes? I think. That's what they're yeah, saying. I'm sure. That's what they're saying. That might be the most old man thing I've heard from you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're doing a whole show you know? on this on Monday, by the way. Fire him up on the, the phone. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, doesn't she? What's that place? Uh, I found love in a hopeless place. Hopeless place. That's a pretty good yeah, song. Hopeless. I like that song. That's kind of cool. Yeah. SOS Rihanna is pretty jam. cool. I mean, it's some, she's got some stuff. I mean. Coop, you have some strong feelings about coaching. In fact, in your opinion, coaching is the most important thing in, in all of football. And the Broncos announced Sean Payton as coach. Um, tell us your thoughts. Yeah, well, you know, I had a, when I said the day they hired Hackett, I said they should get on the phone with, Paul, uh, with Sean Payton. People saying, oh, they're not going to do that because they're going to have to give up draft picks. He doesn't want to go there because of Russell Wilson. I said that's baloney. The Broncos got money. The Broncos are, are, are an elite team in this league, and Sean Payton's got an ego where he knows he can, he feels in his mind he can fix Russell Wilson. This the Broncos got it right. They went back to their roots, going offensive coach. They got a guy with a ton of experience, and they got a guy who took over the New Orleans Saints, which was one of the sorriest franchises in the history of professional sports. And he ultimately made them a winning program, including a championship. They got it right. This was a great hire. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I told you on Facebook that I was, I was 
excited about this way back. And but then I kind of lost it because I thought it was going to cost too much and so on and so forth. Well, you know, there was a lot of stuff with the negotiations, okay? And and I guess yeah. they leak certain things out to try right. to you know close the deal. And I think that's what happened here. They, they were they weren't looking at uh, the Marco Ryan's or Dan Quinn. This was the guy they were looking at all along. Yeah. What do you think, Alex? What do you think of that hire for the Broncos? I'm a Coop. I mean, I think it's a good hire. I think it's, uh, like Coop said, too, it's the coach that they needed. I mean, like, who else were you really going to go after? The big X factor is Russell Wilson. You know, yeah. can he, can he, can he get lose a weight on this guy? Can he lose weight? I mean, if the stories <laughs> are true, does, does anybody in the locker room even like this guy? I, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Three years ago, the guy threw for 40 touchdowns, though. So, I mean, I don't believe he's tailed off that much. You know, I can't. I almost think he's got something left in the tank still. I hope you're. I hope you're right. Yeah. Um, Alex, uh, Tom Brady retired again. Um, how, how do you feel about Tom Brady? What are your thoughts on Tom Brady? I mean, how do you not love Tom Brady? You know, he had a fairly shitty season, I would say. But better. I hope he stays retired. Like he had. He had one shitty season. He still went out fairly on top. He's not like a punch-drunk quarterback in there still trying to throw the ball. So, good for him. You know, he blew up his entire family this year. So, maybe not the best of terms, but I guess better late than never for retiring. Good for Tom. What do you think, Coop? How do you feel about his retirement? You know, it was time. I think when we saw Peyton Manning in that last year in Denver, we knew it was time. But Peyton Manning did get the ring. Um, but I think Tom Brady, I, I just didn't want to see him. As much as Terrence Riley drives me crazy about him, right? Um, he deserved to go out. <laughs> he deserved to go life. out. He, had, he still had a good year this year, but it was clear his skills were diminishing. It's time to retire. Stay retired. Don't be a Brett Favre um, here. And just stay retired and, and enjoy your post-football career because you, you've accomplished everything you need to accomplish in football. Yeah. Well, Brady's I, I going mean, right to the booth, right? He's got a big deal oh, with Fox, yeah, he, he? Uh, Greg Olson's getting shaft, by the way. That's another story. Uh, Greg Olson's yeah. terrible. I can't. I cannot stand no, Greg Olson. He, he's a there's, good guy. He's, no, there's no. I mean, maybe he's a good guy. I'm not going to say he's not a good guy. He's better than Romo. He's better than Romo. There's no fun with Olson. I agree. No, he's a little dry. I agree. He's a little dry. That like, I'll give you. Have some self-deprecating jokes. You know, like uh, he, it's just. He, but I don't see Tom Brady being an entertaining guy in the booth, though. I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, remember I don't, Joe Montana tried it one year, and it was a disaster. I remember. Right. Yeah, it's well, it's tough to say. Who thought Romo was going to be good? Who said? Now, do you like do you like Romo? I, I like Romo. So I do like I. Romo. I like him too. He talks cool, over the game. I don't Romo. like him. No, he he's talks not over bad. the game. At least no, he he's talks got over the game. Some, at least Let the game play out, and then think he's kind of fun. You know, he's got some self-deprecating humor. He's got some. He doesn't take it too seriously. Like Greg Olson is way too seriously. Nance is worse than Tony Romo. I can't stand Jim Nance. Yeah, but he's he's not the color guy. He's the you know. I know, he's but, the, but Tony Romo, if he just lets the, the the thing play out and then talk, that he'd be so much better announcer. Well, he is getting a lot of uh, pushback these days. I, I think everybody soured on Romo for some reason. Like Hector says, Romo is the best analyst in the game. Hector, he just talks too much. Talks, yeah, maybe so. That's what um, he talks too much. Yeah. All right, so but he's we got, accurate. We got 20 seconds uh, left, so here's what we're gonna do. Um, as soon as the clock winds down, you guys can continue to smoke. Uh, I'm gonna. Um, I'll go to Matt first. Now, Matt, I want to have you give a, a couple sentences about what you thought of the cigar, and then you give it a rating between one and one hundred. Um, two, one, zero. 
Matt, remind people what you're smoking and uh, give us a little bit of a flavor for it. And then what's your rating? I am smoking the Los Tatos Deluxe. Uh, it's the Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan Dominican binder or filler. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I don't hate the cigar. I kind of like it. At first, I thought it was going to need a lot of uh, maintenance, but it, it actually burns pretty good. It's got some pepper, some cocoa, and a lot of uh, like coffee bean. If you actually chew on a coffee bean. Um, am I giving it my rating now? Yeah, give it your rating. I'm going to say 86. 86. So Alex was close. He guessed you'd give it an 87. Coop said 84. Um, so Alex, you were very, very tight on that uh, rating. Uh, let's move over to Scotty. Scotty, remind people what you are smoking. Give us uh, a couple sentences about what you thought and then your rating. All right. I am smoking the La Flor Dominicana Soulless. It's a six and a half by 50 Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Ecuadorian Sumatra binder, and Dominican filler. Does it have much soul to it? You know, actually it did. Okay. Well, it so was actually it was one that grabbed me right off the bat. Nice, you know, medium to full body flavors off of it. Good smoke output. Great flavors. I will say that I'm not a big fan. There was a lot of leather coming through on the cigars I was smoking it. There's some nice sweetness that started to develop as I got into the first third. Um, it actually burned really fast for me. I'm an extremely slow smoker, and I'm almost halfway through the cigar in 25 minutes, where normally a cigar like this should last me about an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes. So that's kind of a drawback. Uh, I'm going to roll with an 88. 88. So uh, Coop predicted a 90, and Alex predicted a 91. So Coop was a little closer on that one. Uh, so... Scotty gives the LFD Solus an 88. All right, Jordan, you started with the Diesel Atonement. Um, talk about Diesel it real quick atonement. and give us a rating. TAA release. I think there's a 1,000 boxes. It's a singular 6x52 box press size rolled out of AJ. Uh, it's got a dark Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Connecticut broadleaf binder, kind of interesting combination, um, Nicaraguan fillers, uh, medium full-bodied, uh, flavor right off the get-go uh it's kind of exciting you know just all the way through um probably a third of the way close to a half of the way through the cigar in this amount of time uh so it's, it's and i i've been smoking kind of fast lately so i think it's a pretty good burner um construction seems to be on point flavors are in that in that dark sumatra realm that you kind of expect earthy sweet uh with a kind of a burnt caramel kind of a sweetness in the back end which is it's a it's a nice little profile to it not too much complexity um so i'm not i'm not like over the moon about it or anything but you know i, I would smoke it again based on just this first impression i'll go uh i'm gonna go 88 on it 88 alex uh predicted you do 87 uh so alex again very close uh coop said 86 he thought you'd go on that Jordan gives it an 88. I'll go next. I am smoking the West Tampa Tobacco Addicts Series. Uh, see if I can get a good... Uh, there we go. Uh, nope. Uh, there it is. There's that. It's a beautiful cigar. Um, San Andreas wrapper. I'm not getting the uh, sweetness uh, from the San Andreas that I kind of wanted. Uh, this is like a uh, sort of like burnt leather sort of a kind of a flavor predominant. I feel... I can't help but say that I feel this is... A little hollow. There's a little hollow flavor in there. I'm not getting a lot of smoke production. Um, 
I really preferred the white and the black from from Rick Rodriguez over this. Um, I'm gonna go 86, which is directly in between um, Coop and Alex on this. Coop said I'd I'd give it an 85. Uh, Alex said I'd give it an 87. I'm gonna go 86 on the West Tampa Attic Series. Not my favorite from Rick. 286s, um, 288s. Just to be honest uh, with you guys, um, let's go to. Uh, Alex Tavella from Smoke In. Who, uh, Alex? Remind people what you're smoking. Talk about it and give it a rating. All right. So I'm smoking the Tatuaje PCA 2022. This is a. I think we had a lot of Sumatra wrappers this round, but this is also an Ecuadorian Sumatra, uh, all Nicaragua, in the binder and filler. So um, this cigar was good. Uh, smoked well. Um, I still think it's a little young. It definitely had a, a, distinct, a distinct sweetness in it that was enjoyable. Um, I think this will age tremendously. Honestly, I think all Tatuaje cigars age tremendously, but I'm going to give this an 89 with the caveat that if you lay this down for a year, I think it'll be even even better. 89 on the Tatuaje PCA 2022 Let's go to Coop. Uh, remind folks what you're smoking. Tell us about what your experience was like and your first impression, and then give us a rating, Coop. Yeah, I'm smoking the Viaje Super Shot Buckshot in the 10 gauge size, and uh, this is the Buckshot is the San Andreas Maduro version of the uh, Super Shot. This is a this is a stellar um, a stellar smoke. This is mm. spectacular. This cigar. Um, it it's not an overly complex cigar. It starts out. It's a lot of chocolate notes. A lot of those cocoa powder notes you get early on. Uh, you get some of that black pepper, so it kind of gives you a little bit of that Mexican hot chocolate uh, vibe going with it. Um, as it goes, the, the sweetness diminishes. It doesn't totally fade. It's getting a little more earthy. So, short smoke, so I'm a lot deeper into this. Uh, this is everything I'd expect from uh, a cigar this size, and uh, I am really, really pleased with this cigar. I'm giving it 90. 90? Mm. All right. I'm giving it 90. This is really good. Coops uh, was was the only one. No, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's let's take a look here. We got there's the leaderboard. Yeah, one eighty nine. I, I, I almost went ninety one on it, but I'm gonna go ninety based on I think how it's finishing. Yeah. So our first impressions leaderboard is halfway complete. We're halfway completed with the show. When we come back from commercial, we'll fire up our second uh, speed date of a cigar. Our second first impressions. But until then, folks, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best prices on your favorite brands such as the Romeo y Julieta, Monte Cristo, Crown Heads, Davidoff, and many more. Make sure to try one of their exclusive lines, such as the Drew Estate Nightshade or the limited edition Cigar Dojo 10th Anniversary Champagne by Perdomo. Celebrate over 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today at JR Cigars. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 366 of Smoke Night Live. We're doing first impressions uh, we have a panel of guests as well as our in-studio dojo guys. And we're all smoking a cigar that we've never smoked before, and we're rating it and reviewing it live on the show. This is the ninth edition, Jordan. Oh, wow. The ninth edition. Been doing this for a while. Of First Impressions. Um, Coop, remind folks what your second cigar will be. Don't light it up yet, but what will your second cigar be? 
It is the Romeo Julieta Reserva Real Twisted in the Love Story size. Coop's going to go 84 on that. You think? I, I'm going to put that down. I'm going to put that down. Jordan says 84. All right. Um, I think he's going to give it. I'm going to say um, he's, 90. He's going to give it You're gonna say 88. Uh, Alex, what's your second cigar going to be? All right. So I'm smoking the Knuckle Sandwich 55 for Guy Fieri's 55th birthday. It is a five and a half by 55 Robusto Extra, and only 555 boxes were made. There you go, folks. Dang, they've they've only had that uh, this brand out for a year, and they've already wrapped it in every single thing you can possibly <laughs> wrap a cigar in. Now there's more. They, they got there's a couple more. There's a couple more. Uh, Matt, yep. what will your second cigar be tonight? My second cigar is the La Gloria Cubana Serie S. All right. So S stands for San Andres. And uh, Coop predicted an 89. Alex predicted an 86. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Scotty, what will your second cigar be tonight? I am going to be smoking the Rocky Patel Edge 20th Anniversary. All right. And on that one, uh, Coop predicted an 87. Alex predicted an 89. Jordan, what will your second cigar be tonight? Second cigar is the Short Churchill uh, of the Knuckle Sandwich Connecticut. Okay. Uh, Coop, oh, here it is. Yes. Coop predicted a 91, and Alex predicted a 92. My second is this is the knuckle sandwich round because my second is the uh, knuckle sandwich Connecticut, but in the robusto size. Kind of interesting that the this is a sort of a box press Connecticut on the Toro. Yours, the robusto is not, but the short Churchill is a little, a little box box press Connecticut. Don't see that too often. Yeah. Is everybody ready? All yep. right, Jordan, start the clock, Let's and do we it. can cut and light. Boom! Boom! You're on the clock. Let's do it. All right, folks. So here we go. If you guys are uh, at home and you tried a, you're trying some new cigars tonight, please post in the chat, either on Facebook or on what we like to call a new little site called YouTube. Let us know what um, uh, you guys are smoking. Dojoverse. And um, and then we'll go from there. So I'm lighting my. I'm really excited about this cigar. Um, I'm a Connecticut. I've been raving about that cigar. Have you? I I, raving, I smoked both. Raving. I smoked both of those knuckle sandwiches this past weekend. What'd you think? Uh, I was high on all of them. Um, I smoked the short Churchill. Is the okay. one I smoked though. Well, I'm a I'm a Connecticut fanatic, so I should be a good test subject for this particular cigar. And then we have radio silence. As audio, well. audio. You guys want me to do some sound effects? No, because I can do one, baby. No, 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 no. We didn't. Nobody wanted that. Um, I'm just trying to fill air. All right. So has everybody uh, got theirs lit up? Okay. Here we go. Um, uh, back to football just for a second. Um, Jeez. I know. But it's a football week. It's Super Bowl week. Uh, Coop, a lot of people are saying the NFL is fixed. It's scripted. What are your thoughts on that? It's not. It's not. No. It's not scripted. Um, are there judgment calls that are questionable? Yes. Bad calls have been around since I started watching football in the late 70s. And it's nothing's any different now than it was back then. It's the difference is now you have the Internet and Facebook where people can talk about it a lot more. It, it's not fixed. It, it is definitely not fixed. Um, I, I have a little, you know, I do know someone who's a line judge in the NFL, too. 
I know the hard work these, these guys put in uh, as officials as well. So, no, it's not fixed. But are, are calls wrong? Yes. There, there are wrong calls sometimes. Alex, on local radio here in Denver, I've actually heard some former players, like shockingly, some former players and guys that are well-connected literally saying the NFL is fixed. What, how do you respond to that? So, look, I, I don't think it's fixed. I, I don't know if I want to go that far. I, I think there are, there are definitely players who get preferential treatment with calls. And sure. look, that tends to happen in, in all sports. And, I, you know, I don't think it's fixed. But, uh, look, if, if, if we're going to think that the NFL itself isn't really looking for certain teams to win over others, uh, I think we'd be crazy. Look, obviously, you know, when the, when the big-name teams win and, and go to games like the Super Bowl, it makes for much better ratings. So, fixed, no, but, you know, are, are they pushing for one team over another? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, market-wise, but if you look at if you look at these four teams that went into the championship games this past weekend, they 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 kind of mimic each other, really. If you think about it, like Cincinnati is about the same kind of market as Kansas City, and San Francisco is a relatively large market as is Philadelphia. Like, it doesn't seem like there would be any benefit to picking either either of the match. Like, the matchups would have essentially been the same as far as market share goes you know i i agree in this scenario um i don't know i think the eagles are a little bit of a better story than the 49ers maybe i'm biased i'm definitely biased you know jalen hurts and and you know they're always they're, they're a much grittier team they always you know philadelphia teams tend to be um but yeah, I, this year I can see that. But I mean, again, you know, I, I think that there's there's on, uh, obviously winners and losers for the NFL when it comes Super Bowl time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Coop, uh, give us your very very first first impressions of your Romeo and Julieta twisted love story. Not bad. Uh, starting out very nicely. Um, I'm definitely you know. Definitely picking up both the notes of the Connecticut Shade um, and the Ecuadorian Habano. So uh, there, there's a little bit of bitterness I'm getting off of that Connecticut leaf on here. Uh, very, very uh, there's, there's an earthy profile for sure on this. Not, not a lot of spice. Is there any exotic or spectacular flavor that's wowing me? No, but but it, it's starting off solid. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of getting into the base of the cigar right now. So that's where the flavor is going to start opening up. All right. What do you think, Alex, of your uh, Knuckle Sandwich 55? So, so far, so good. Um, I, I can definitely taste that that San Andreas sweetness. Um, I was a little concerned at first. I, I haven't been smoking really heavy lately. I thought this was going to really be a, a, a powerhouse and a little bit of a punch in the face when I first lit it, and it wasn't at all. It's, it's full of flavor. It's not overwhelming. So, so far, so good. All right. Uh, Coop. The uh, news broke this week for the brand new Cohiba Spectre 2022, which features a hydraulic box, and it's a 10-count hydraulic box where the cigars lift up out of the box when you open the package, and it sells for $1,299. I just want your thoughts, Coop, on what do you think of these crazy high-end releases? Do you think do you see them as fun? Do you see them as... Um, 
almost like hyperbole in the in the, in, in in marketing. Um, how do you feel about the the release of the Cohiba Spectre? Just just on price and on opulence and then the craziness of the the box and such. I've actually had uh, the Cohiba Spectre 19. Um, I thought it was a, an unbelievable star, by the way. Um, the packaging doesn't really excite me as much, but um, there is a. We actually did a. Bear and I had, had this topic on Tuesday night show. There actually is a market and a place for these cigars. Um, these are cigars that are meant to compete in, like the same realm as like Rolex watches, Ferraris. They're they're high end luxury items. They're not everyday smokes. If you're a collector, you want the packaging, but these are not you know the smokes that you know, for lack of a better term, the average Joe is going to smoke. Um, you know, and I've had I've had two of the Spectres. The the 19 was really good. The 18 was was blah. So it's real. It, for me, it's still always going to come down to what the cigar is. And this is the most expensive one they've done. 129 dollars a cigar. It's hard for me to justify any cigars what worth 129 dollars. So even that 19 that I like, which was um, a 90 dollar cigar, it was I wouldn't say it's worth 90 dollars either. Right. Alex, now you being in the in the retail market in the retail uh, sector, uh, what do you think of a release like this? Uh, Twelve hundred and ninety nine dollars, one hundred twenty nine dollars a stick. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I think Cohiba Spectre is it's expected for that cigar. You know, it's not like this is the first time it's it's been released. Obviously, this is a new rendition, new packaging. So, I mean, it's it's kind of expected to be. In, in that price range, and there's a market for it. Uh, you know, I think once you pass, you get to the 80, 90, you know, what's the difference between 80 and 120? You know, at that point, it's it's all absurd in price, but there's a market for this stuff. I mean, you know, for us, is, is it something that, you know, you want to go buy 30 boxes of? No, but to have a couple to have in our vintage room, I mean, and, you know, it looks great on the shelf, and, and you know, there there is a market for it. People buy yeah. them, so... No, I wouldn't mind having that, you know, on a display in the vintage room at all. I, I think, uh, Jordan, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, too, because I sort of feel like I like it as well. I'm 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 pro I'm pro what they're doing. And I'll tell you why. It's it's a bit like when like Dodge puts a couple of vipers on the lot. Like, yep. you you drive by, you see the viper on the lot and you want to pull in and look at it. Just so like this cigar, you might want to, like, check it out. Like, I need to, I need to go into smoke in. Or I need to go into JR Cigars and I need to look at it. I want to see it with my own eyes. I want to see the cigars come raising up out of there. And yeah, you might not buy it, but you might buy another Cohiba um, because you yep. want to feel like you're doing the same kind of thing. Like I'll, I'll just get the the regular Cohiba and I can kind of feel like I'm in that realm with those, those guys. Yep. But in, 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 and then the guys that can afford it, obviously they're you know they're they're doing it and they're 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 saving them and collecting them. Jordan, what do you think about about what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. Like, marketing-wise, it's kind of cool, but I I mean, I've, I think I had the 18, maybe the 19 as well. I, I can't remember if I had both of them or just one of them, and I, I it was the one that was a sweet-capped one, and it was not good. Um, so I don't, That was the 18, I, mean, I think, yeah. It was the 18? Okay, because it, it, that was not good. Uh, I don't know this one. The blend sounds kind of cool. It's got, like, a hybridized uh, Connecticut slash Pelo de Oro binder, which sounds kind of cool. Um, I'd be willing to give it a shot, but I just don't have that much trust in general to be able to produce a cigar worthy of that caliber of smoke. But, um, you know, marketing-wise, like you were saying, it's, it's cool that there is something, of, you know, to strive for. 
Yeah, I do. Uh, I do. I do like the, this whole idea. I think it's fun. It, it does add like some yeah. level of interest into the industry. You know, like there's something to check out, and it's like, whoa, like let's. I, I gotta see that box. So, I'm for it. I mean, I know it's ridiculous, and the cigars certainly probably not worth 129 dollars. But so what? Like um, for the guys that can afford it, good for them. Um, Jordan, go yeah, to cigar. I, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think if you're a guy that can afford 128 dollars cigars, this is the kind of cigar where you gotta buy the box. I mean, yeah. You, yeah. you really like cheat yourself oh, yeah. out if you're just buying one and not taking that box home with you. Yeah, right. like what would be the yeah? What's the point of just the single cigar? The the fun of this box one is cool. Is it, the box is right. really cool. If you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, the funny yeah. part is General typically typically makes terrible bands, and even though they make these this crazy box, it still looks from the images like the bands kind of suck. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're spending. You're gonna spend that much money on a box? Make a decent band. Well, we haven't seen the band in person, but yeah, yeah. I wish they would have showed a video though of that box like being opened. I think they, you know, with the press release, that would have been nice to include a video with that because I think that may tell more of the story. Coop, I also like the idea that this is just a ten count this time, and it's kind of smaller form factor. A couple of those, remember that one was like it was like a disc like this big. Yeah, and, yeah. And you had to have a credit one. card to yeah, like a credit card thing to open it up. It was just where am I gonna yeah. put that thing? Like this one is a lot more manageable, it seems like. You could put it in a like a vintage room even, like Alex said, and it's a lot more it, it will display nice. Yeah. Uh Jordan, go to a cigar cam real quick. Um there is, I have to say, I'm just keeping it real. Decent little crack there. There's a, there's a bit of a. But I have to. I'm going to give this. I'm going to give this a full disclosure. I just got these, so this is maybe not totally fair on this, but um, yeah. you know, I'm just, I'm just throwing, throwing it out there. Um, Coop, I know you're going to cover this on the show, on your show. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to steal your thunder. But the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee list was announced. What did you? Uh, what did you make of? What did you think of? Without giving away your show, uh, what did you think of the uh, the list? Um, uh, was a little disappointed with the nominees this year. Uh, there were a lot of first time nominees this time. I think like eight of the eight of them were first time nominees, and you know there's a couple in there that have been um, nominated. A few of them have been nominated a lot. Um, I, you know there's a couple of names that I don't think are getting the, the, the that they deserve first-time nominees, namely Cheryl Crow and George Michael, who have had tremendous careers um, and uh, definitely deserve consideration. Cindy Lauper's a nominee. He kind of had an early start to a career that really tailed off. A-, a lot of people are really looking at Warren Zevon as a first-time nominee. Kate Bush has got – I know you're not high on Kate Bush. I'm not oh, high God, on it no. either. I don't, think she's had a whole, I don't think she's had a Hall of Fame career. Dave no. disagrees with me on that. Um, but he had a boost. He had a big hit. One of our hit songs kind of came back last year. Coop, Chad, uh, Chad saying white white stripes are a nominee. Is that true? Yeah, I I, I can't see. I, I don't see true. them as Hall of yes! Fame. Yes, I just I don't see them as <laughs> yeah! having enough for a Hall of Fame career. Oh my gosh, guy! <laughs> it's the only like one. If that you ask, how many people? If you I mean, look, we know music, so we do know. I don't know white stripes, but how many people can name a white stripes song? Everyone. <laughs> I wait, wait. Let's let's ask Alex. Alex, can you name a White Stripe song? I, I can almost hear it, but I no, I can't. No. I can almost hear it. Doom, I can doom, almost... Doom, doom. <laughs> that there it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> but I mean, that. no. <laughs> now, Coop, you you mentioned in excess 
and that that's a great mention like why have they been snubbed they have not been embraced by the the u.s uh music writing community they've been more embraced by the international community i'm completely surprised they had a tail like they tailed off towards the end of their career and i think that's being held against them a lot more but i mean look they sold out Wembley stadium uh they did sell out Wembley stadium i mean look at the acts have sold out Wembley stadium um in Australia, this would be, if this was an Australian-based writing uh, panel, this would be a no-brainer. But in the U.S., they just never got the claims here. So, Coop, uh, when is your show uh, where you're talking about uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame so folks can tune in? We're, we're going to be doing it on Monday. We'll, we'll be covering it at a high level. And then probably between probably sometime in um, March or April, we'll have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like a detailed thing of who we think will get in. Um, some of the you know some of the music behind that, but uh, we the nominee, we already had this week's show planned, so we couldn't do it uh, a full show. But we're gonna we're gonna recap the nominees and just give some of the basic thoughts on that. Alex, do you? And that'll be Monday. That'll be my Monday. You'll see that. All right, on Monday. There you go, folks. Uh, Alex, do you care at all about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? As it's does he does, um, it, does it move the needle for you? It doesn't move the needle for me. Full transparency, I had to just right now Google to see who's on it, but. Um, Hey man, I'm a hip hop kid. I see a tribe called Quest on there, and oh, there uh, you, go. you know, I'm, yeah. all, I'm all for that. Actually, the first first concert I ever went to was a, I saw a tribe called Quest at a Lollapalooza in Philly. So, I think I'm that's a good it. pick, actually. Yeah. I like I like that. Tri- tribe's a good quit. Tribe's a good pick. If they would rename this Hall of Fame, they'd solve half their problems. I can just call it like a modern music Hall of Fame, you mm, know, because the, the, the fact that they continue to hold to the rock and roll thing, right? And but their right. but their policy is we're inclusive of all music, so. I don't understand why they're sticking with the name because they leave themselves open to this criticism every year. And, and A Tribe Called Quest certainly is Hall of Fame worthy for what they did. Uh, Coop, this past week you went to uh, Puro Sabar. Um, what were your thoughts? How did it go? What did you think? Um, I tell you what. Um, it was great. It was a great festival. It was great to be back in Nicaragua. At, like, again, you know how PCA had a family reunion thing? This was another kind of family reunion, but this time you're seeing a lot of people on the production and the agricultural end of things. It, it is it, it's a smaller festival than than um, uh, Pro Cigar, uh, but it's it, it's got a very intimate feel to it. Um, you get a lot better interaction with the stakeholders of the industry at the evening events. I think I've talked a lot. Pro Cigar, all the tables are taken up by the manufacturers. You can't sit with them. At, at Pro Sabor, most of the tables are open, and you can sit and mingle with people a lot better. Um, it, it, they, they emphasize a lot of the Nicaraguan cultural things down there. Uh, you know, I did go on the Perdomo tour, and it's interesting because the Perdomo tour was much higher level than what we had. Um, but mm. if you hadn't been to Perdomo before, you'll probably want to go back there. But there were a few different things that Perdomo had this time. They had some new aging rooms they were showing and everything. Uh, but I would definitely, if you really want to, like, uh, experience Nicaragua. You want to see the factories because you can't just go to a factory. You know, you have you have to kind of go, um, and you want some of the culture and the interaction. It, it's a great festival. I would go back. All right. Yeah, it looked like you had a great time. I really appreciated your uh, your coverage of it. It was fantastic yeah. as as usual. Uh, Thank you. There's but- a recap. Art- there's a deeper recap article today where I give some thoughts on the festival. But I recapped each of the days. But then there's general thoughts came out today on Coop. So if people want to read that, they can. All right, uh, we got about seven minutes. I think we have just about enough time to cover this last topic. I'll start with Alex. Alex, we just finished Cigar of the Year season. Um, 
There was uh, obviously a uh, multitude of lists. Um, some of them you weren't even that happy with uh, based on the, your comments <laughs> on KMA. Let's get into this, Alex. Uh, what did you think just overall first? Let's start there. Overall, the uh, the big list, you have obviously Cigar Aficionado, still the, the big guy on campus. But, uh, you know, Half Wheel has a great list. Coop has a great list. Blind Man's Puff has a great list. Obviously, Cigar Dojo's list. What are, you, what, what are your thoughts on Cigar of the Year lists in general? So, I don't mind Cigar of the Year lists. You know, I look at them. I like them. Um, I think Cigar Aficionado moves the needle when it comes to sales. Um, that's a sales list for me. Um, lists like you guys, Blind Man's, Blind Man's Puff. You know, to, to me, those lists I, I, I look at more... Uh, as a consumer, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I, I like those lists from a, a perspective of, you know, th- this, I don't know what Cigar Aficionado's motive is or not motive or whatever, but th- that's a list that I looked at. Okay, the, these are going to move the needle. Um, I, I look at, at, at your list like a consumer, and I, and I enjoy them like a consumer. Now, to, to get to the elephant in the room here, <laughs> I, I had uh. couple, I got a couple points here. I had no yep. issues with your list. My only <laughs> comment was that the H99 is a pretty damn hard to get and oh, qualify. Okay. As <laughs> and it wasn't a 2022 cigar. release. I love that you went with a. Well, no, nah, whatever. That I can give or take. I mean, yeah. you know, the, you know. Yes, it was. Saka Coop. had Palad- when, Palad- did Palad- when was the release of Pablo Stondojo? What year Coop. was the release of Pablo Stondojo? When did it become a regular release, Coop? When? You tell me when. It, that's that's fair. I'm not even that's sure fair. it's a regular release yet, to be honest with you. Coop, there is a story on your website that has the. They said date. it was regular. Every cigar has a limited amount of production. Is of, what course, of course, of course. Right. Like, that's um, just that's like saying the right. obvious. Of course, every cigar I, has. So, when that that cigar was introduced into commerce, technically in 2018, but last year is when they started to show up in. No, in- no, Coop. That it, it isn't just that they started to show up. They literally announced it as a regular release on February 18th of 2022. If you go to if you go to cigar-coop.com, and yes, you will, it does. You will I'm find saying out. they said that. I'm, I, I'm saying that's what they said. All we can that's do is trust said. the manufacturer that they say now it's regular what? production. We have to yeah, say see, okay, now it's regular it, it production. Might, it, so okay, in the coop view, if if a company does that, they don't get the benefit of the doubt. So if once they release it as limited. It's 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 out. It's 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 done basically. As far as, I'll still consider, but I consider well, limited zone. You have okay. to acknowledge that in 2018 they raffled those boxes off. There was literally probably uh, uh, ten boxes uh, uh, that they released total. Again, it was how come it wasn't on the Dojo limited list last year? If you guys were raving about that cigar last year and didn't show up as the number one limited cigar on Dojo, which I was surprised at. Why 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 did that not make it? Why has it not made it on any coop lists? It, because at, at it all. didn't score high enough. It didn't score no, high enough. No, come on, cool. It got an 89. <laughs> it got an 89. It didn't score come high enough. So look, that's why it's not on the so, coop list. Some, somebody said in the comments that they saw a stack of H99. Um, at Where? Yes, at Corona. At Corona. But what's a stack? Because, like, to me, eh, 10 boxes is, is not really a stack. You know, the, that, that's going to go quick. You, you yeah, should be able you know, to go into a store and find this cigar pretty uh, not necessarily. Our, our list is more like you should be able to get it online, and you can't. 
and not only Can that, you? but not only that, but yeah, um, you guys we're not we're not the, we're not basing we're not basing it on how how tricky it is. I just got more. I just finally got more in. There you go. We're basing uh, it again. On, I, I go back that I, I'm shocked that this wasn't the number one limited last year. I, I was right, I was right. blown away. Yeah, That's I, I, I can't understand this but how come it wasn't the number one limited well, last year? Well, because we kind of knew that their intention was to become regular production. So you're so you're sort of saying when is it going to become regular production? And then they they're like it's coming, and then so we wait for that to come, and it came. Yeah. That's a, by, by the way. I, I just, I just want to state yeah. this publicly, and I, I know he's not on the show tonight, but I got harassed by Randy over this, <laughs> and, and we we I'm breaking. Randy. We have officially signed on for a ladder match, me versus Randy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dojo at some time Randy. in the future. I love it. The yeah. the H99 production right now is basically where League of Nines were in, you know, 2011 or something, somewhere around there. They were regular productions. They were kind of hard to find back then. But you could get them. Yeah, but listen, there's a difference between regular production and Liga regular production. That's True. The, that's two different worlds. Plus, uh, Coop, I, I I will give you um, I'll give you this that that you are right about. The, the, some of these lines get blurred. I mean, um, oh yeah, yeah. There's there's even there's, the the lost and found um, yeah. twenty two minutes of midnight. It's technically regular production. Right, but it's so so Saka Khan. It's so, it's so Khan. tiny. It's so tiny that we couldn't, we didn't feel right about having that on the regular production list because it's just such a small. That's why we sort of changed our list a little bit this year. Coop was to limited, not limited edition. Yeah, right. Because when they're when they're what was it under ten thousand yeah. cigars or something like that. I think um, so. Yeah, but uh, Coop, how did you feel um, about your own, your own list this year? How did it go for you? Was it was, did you feel like it was a, a strong year? Did you feel like um, it went the way you expected? Was it a weak year? How did you feel about the, the your own list? Um, overall, I thought it was a weak year for cigars. Um, but my number one was a strong number one. There was it was like one time I was close and I couldn't make a decision. Yag Bradley Fine and Rare was the cigar that was the number one cigar and it, it maintained the whole year with that now what was interesting was and this is where i felt a little good is when i put that out there i was the first put to put that cigar on a list yeah i'd probably find them rare and then it shows up on bears list um it shows up on the half wheel list um and it showed up monday on the developing pallets list at number four so i kind of felt some validation that there was yeah. still some media sites that at least recognize that that was a very good cigar. Um, right. And, and um, you know, it's funny because I went down to Alec Bradley in, in May and I was quizzing Alan Rubin um, and I was asking him, well, do you like this one better or the the uh, the 2019, the box press one they did in the Honor Father? And, and they, they were high on this one. And I kept saying, you know, it's like, and I was kind of just probing them a bit to see, because I, I kind of said, this is a really special cigar. Um, you know, and that was kind of like my program. I just wanted to see what they thought of it, and they knew they had something special with that cigar too. Right. No, that was a good pick. Uh, good job, Coop. I, I always love your list. I read Thank every you. every single one, so I yeah. follow along. I'm by a way, fan. By the way, uh, the one I really liked on your list, even though it was um, it wasn't eligible for mine, it came out later. The double the double broadleaf. Yeah. Um, that's a great cigar by Alec Bradley too, and I'm not trying to make this an Alec Bradley fan fest here, but. That was a really great cigar, um, and our team was very high on that cigar coming out of the trade show with it. Yeah, that was a good cigar. Uh, yeah, number nine, yeah. 
number nine on our list. All right, time is up. Uh, we are going to go first to Matt. Matt, remind everybody what cigar that you speed dated. Tell us a little bit about it and give it your rating, which cannot be an 86 because that's what you rated the Lastratos. So there you go. All right, this is the La Gloria Cubana Serie S. Uh, Mexican San Andreas wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan Dominican filler. This is the spiciest cigar I've ever smoked. Really? Like smoking a cayenne pepper. I, I did not expect that at all. And the burn is insane. Uh, even after like the first third, the wrapper was actually hot. I had Scott feel it to see. <laughs> I, was, I was like, am I crazy? It's hot. And I just don't think that there's anything good about this cigar. Ooh. I'm going to go 82. Oh, Ooh. wow. The rating is an 82. That's the S, right? That's the S one. Yeah, yes. serious. Wow. On that. And very interesting. So, Matt, you, you felt like it was just, it burned too hot? It burned way too hot. It's, it, it burned bad. The, the Half the ash is hard as a rock, and then it was canoeing on this side, and the wrapper actually was hot to the touch. Hmm. Never experienced that. All right. Well, um, the, I guess the closest pick on that was Alex. He said you might do 86. Coop thought 89. Coop, don't you think that cigar looks like a basketball team? No, that was the Los Stratos. That was oh, Los Stratos. wait, what are you smoking now? He's smoking the Sirius. The Gloria. Oh, Sirius. Sorry, yeah. my bad. Yeah. That's right. I, I, I just got those this week. Um, I haven't smoked yet, and that's one I've been really wanting to smoke because I'm a big little Gloria fan. So it's we'll, be, we'll be interested to, to see if you have a different experience. Than, yeah, uh, I, I kind of thought someone was going to pick that cigar, which is why I didn't pick it, I, but I did get that this week. All right. Uh, let's go to Scott Brayban, owner of Trinity Cigar Lounge, the greatest mobile lounge in the universe. Scotty, remind people what you smoked and give us a little description of your thoughts and then a rating. All right. I am smoking the Rocky Patel, if I can talk. <laughs> Rocky Patel, Edge, 20th anniversary. Uh, it's coming out of the Placencia factory or rolled by Placencia. Uh, Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Honduran binder, Honduran and uh, Panamanian filler. Uh, price points about eleven to thirteen fifty is the MSRP on that. Um, honestly, I was not impressed with this cigar. Okay. I mean, now I will say it burned great, burned even, great draw, great construction. Uh, flavors were not flavors that I liked. It was a lot of like musty closet notes and really like a damp, almost bitter barnyard note that was extremely prominent. Uh, I crossed over the halfway point as we got through there, so it was about average smoking time, but it's one of those that just the overwhelming, just this perfumey, musty, it's like walking into your grandparents' closet mm. and getting that, you know, that mix of like wood and leather and old clothes and perfume and everything that's been permeated over the decades. And usually that's good, but it was in such an overwhelming amount with that barnyard note that it was just... Overall, for me, it was an unpleasant flavor profile. Uh, overall, I'm going to give it an 84. 84, too. A couple of low ones. A couple of low wow. ratings. Uh, Coop gets the, the benefit on that one. He predicted that you'd say 87. Alex thought that maybe you'd give it an 89. Uh, Scotty uh, ended up giving it a 84. Jordan, remind people what you're smoking and tell us about it and give us a rating. So I've got the... Knuckle Sandwich, Connecticut, in the short Churchill. It's a, it's a box-pressed sort of size. Um, comes out of the San Latano factory. It's got a Connecticut wrapper, Nicaraguan binder fillers. Uh, comes in at around 13 bucks. Um, 
so it's got like sort of a cool smoking te temperature to it. Um, I just think that it's kind of a muted profile overall. Um, it's got sort of this classic Connecticut bitterness to it, um, sort of like unsalted peanuts, maybe like the, the peanut skin or the shell somewhere around there. Um, the flavors are don't really pop for me. Um, so I, I didn't find anything super engaging about the cigar. Uh, it's, it's fine, you know, like I, I, I'm not going to say like there's any negative notes that I'm getting or anything like that. Uh, just not something that I'm like, you know, really engaged with. Um, I kind of want to go like 87. 87. Um, Coop thought 91. Wow. Alex thought 92. I love that cigar. Jordan decided on an 87. I will go next. I'm also smoking Knuckle Sandwich Connecticut. I'm doing it in the Robusto size. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now this is probably the least good size of this cigar. I, I haven't smoked the other two, um, but I'm gonna say that this is probably the one that you would pick uh, last out of the bunch. Uh, Jordan's might be more in my wheelhouse. I I sort of almost agreed with everything that you said, Jordan. I, I sort of feel like I'm missing the Espinosa. I'm missing if yeah. there if there was an Espinosa. Um, uh, signature. I'm I'm missing that Espinosa signature. I'm getting a lot of hay. Uh, I'm getting a menthol flavor. And I, Jordan, you might have almost said something similar to that. I'm getting a, a little bit of a, almost a mentholy flavor. Um, it's just not doing it for me for an Espinosa. Um, I'm gonna go 88 on this Ooh. guy. 88 on the Knuckle Sandwich Connecticut, um, which means wow. that. Um, Coop thought 90, Alex thought 93. The best I can do on this one is 88. It just doesn't I'm have shocked. fun Espinosa flavor. Yeah, I didn't like smoke that size, but I thought this had the, like, especially that short Churchill, it smoked like a Connecticut that Eric Espinosa would smoke to me. Well, well, remember, I, I, we just got these, so we'll I, give it I that. look for like a, a brightness in a, in a Connecticut with like a, a, a bright flavor profile, and this is more muted. Wow. Yeah. I thought this was one of the best knuckle sandwiches to come out. Well, we'll we'll see how they uh, develop when we give them some age. That's gonna yeah make a difference for sure. Um, so remember, these are first impressions, guys. So yeah. doesn't mean that this is right. uh, the end all be all. They can change dramatically in two weeks. So we'll see how, what a month or two gives on these. Let's move to our good buddy, the goat, Alex Tavella. Remind people what you are smoking. Talk about it and give it a rating. All right, so I am smoking the last of the knuckle sandwiches on this round, the knuckle sandwich 55. This is a 5x55 Robusto Extra that is in an oval shape. I didn't mention that before, reminiscent of, like, the San Latino oval yeah. kind of type. Um, I really enjoyed the cigar. Um, it, it wasn't as strong as I thought it would be, which is good for me. You know, I don't want to get overwhelmed by a cigar. I think it's everything that you're looking for in a, in a San Andreas. That sweetness is there. Um, and, and I mean, and look at the stick, man. Look at the, look at the ash on this thing. I've been smoking yeah. this. This is a Robusto Extra. I've been smoking it for you know over a half hour now, and I still got plenty of cigar to go. This is a nice, nice beefy stick. Uh, this is solid ninety-two for me. Ninety-two. Whoa! I, I love that. Go. I had that last week too, and I loved it as well. Strong uh, for really the knuckle good. sandwich. I like it better than Chef Special. The, the, whoa. The foot, the foot's dark because I had a little bit of a wonky burn that I had to correct at first, and after one little touch-up, it smoked fine. Highest score of the night so far. Yeah, there we go. 
All right, Coop, you are last. Remind people what you're smoking. Tell us about it and give us a rating. Smoking the Romeo Julieta Reserva Real uh, Twisted Love Story, which is kind of that mini uh, Figurado size. Um, and, you know, this, the Reserva Real is a great line of cigars. It's a milder line. It's more of a way cigar. The putting the Ecuadorian Habano wrapper on is going to amp this up a little more. So it's going to take it into more of a medium in terms of strength and body. It, uh, I think that Habano wrapper gives it a little more in the way of spice. Uh, a lot of earthy and grassy flavors with this, but there is a touch of sweetness, I think, coming off that Habano. Um, and then there's a imparting a little bitterness from the Connecticut, but I think they kind of offset. Um, it's not a cigar. I'd say it has a lot of wow factor, but um, a, a really solid. I like kind of what they've taken the Real. The Reserve Real and kind of taking it up a notch with this, with the Twisted. Um, this is an 88 for me. This is a solid 88. I'd buy this. I'd smoke it again for sure. All right, there we go, Jordan. Let's put up the uh, leaderboard um, and see where we where we came out on these. Uh, starting with uh, Coop, he had the Viaje Super Shot, which he loved. Um, gave it a 90. Uh, he also really liked the uh, the Twisted Love uh, Romeo and Julieta, but. Uh, just came in at 88, but he still was uh, very positive on that particular cigar. Uh, Alex uh, started with the uh, Tat PCA, the Tatuaje PCA 2022, gave it an 89, loved it, said uh, he wanted to give it a little bit more age, thought it would be great in maybe a couple months or maybe a year or so. Uh, he really liked the Knuckle Sandwich 55, uh, gave it a 92, thought the San Andreas was a, a solid benefit uh, on the wrapper. Uh, Scotty, the LFD Solus, uh, wasn't super jazzed, but uh, it was still an 88. Um, still thought it was pretty good. Um, the Rocky Patel Edge 20th, he did not like at all. It was a little bit too much uh, uh, closet mustiness. Uh, gave it an 84. I started off with the West Tampa Attic Series. Uh, a little hollow for me. Uh, I, the best I could do on that one was an 86. Uh, I really, really wanted to like the Knuckle Sandwich, Connie. I kind of feel like uh, the Robusto is probably not the best size for it. Uh, kind of had a menthol uh, flavor to it, which I, I, I'm i not saying I hate it, but it, I, I just wish there was some more warmth and sweetness. The best I could do was an 88. Uh, Jordan started off with the Diesel Atonement, um, gave it an 88, and he also uh, was very close with his Knuckle Sandwich, Connie, with an 87, kind of had the same thought that I had on the knuckle sandwich. I do want to try that size that Jordan uh, had in that because I, I think that might be better. Uh, Matt uh, started with the Los Tratos. Uh, kind of liked it, 86, but uh, wasn't super jazzed. And then he the La Gloria Cubana Serie S absolutely did not like it all. Had burn issues and uh, the cigar heated up really bad. Gave it an 82, which was our lowest rating of the night. First impressions, uh, Coop, what do you think, um, how important is a first impression in, on a cigar to you, in your opinion? It's very important because, um, look, if you're, if you're getting into a cigar and it doesn't, like, capture you early on, you get less enthusiastic about continuing the smoke. And, and, and as a reviewer, we have to put that aside sometimes. But I think for someone who's spending money and buying a cigar, it is extremely important that that cigar does something out of the gate uh, to hold your attention. So... Um, and then obviously you want to maintain it. So I, I think it is a, I, this is a, a very good exercise to go through um, with it. Uh, what do you think, Alex? Uh, do you think that, especially like being in the lounge and when you're um, handing cigars to, uh, recommending cigars to patrons that walk in, 
to the smoking lounge like you'd think I would think that like a first impression could be really really important in that regard so I mean to me first impression is everything um, I'm just not willing to power through a cigar if it doesn't start talking to me right away that, that mm. doesn't mean it has yeah. to be phenomenal right away but but there has to be something there for me and and I think it's the same thing for any consumer you know uh, they're they're not they don't have to smoke it they're not doing a review on it they're there to enjoy the cigar and if they don't get yeah. it right away you know they're not they're not really you know are they going to make it to you know the second third where it gets good I don't know me personally I I won't um, not that I'm a snob but you know look I, I, I smoke cigars because I enjoy them I don't, I don't want to have to pain through something and you know it gets greater later is, is not a good slogan for cigars mm, right do you do you take that into account alex when you're like recommending cigars like you think to yourself like i know that this one like starts off with a bang like uh, if i recommend this to this guy you know he's probably going to dig it because it starts off with a bang is that going to your mindset well i mean yeah but that's how i look at cigars you know it has to start off with something for me period so if i'm recommending something it, it, it's it's something that that spoke to me right away and you know I, I think the consumer's looking for the same thing because look they're probably going to cut and light that thing in pretty close proximity to you so you're going to get their first reaction the last thing you want is that you know uh, I, I don't know we'll see how right. it goes it's not you know the best response you want to hear from a consumer yeah, absolutely um now that's an interesting uh, the, the whole process is a, is a interesting experiment and obviously we know uh doing this as long as we have that our thoughts jordan on some of these cigars have changed dramatically when we've left them, you know, to sit for months or even a year or so, it can change. And I'm, I'm sort of hoping that this knuckle sandwich is that way for me. Um, so th there you go. Um, that's first impressions, ninth, ninth edition. Uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. We'll see how these develop over the years and months, and maybe we'll revisit them in the future. Uh, Alex, what can you tell us about upcoming KMA episodes or other things that you guys got going on at Smoke In? All right, so KMA tomorrow morning we have Marvin Samuel on. Oh, and we will wow. be talking. I Mordecai. I Mordecai. Right, the movie. Mordecai. We all yeah. we all Mordecai. Um, coming up, it is uh, it, it's it's getting released nationally. So you know, Mar Marvin is, uh, is is making some moves with this movie. Good for him. We're gonna we're gonna catch up with him and uh, you know see how it's going. Uh, on the smoke inside, look, man, it, it's great smoke season. March 18th is coming up. Get your get your ticket. If you can join us live, great. Come party with us in Florida. If not, get yourself a virtual ticket. Get all the goods and swag and all that good stuff and enjoy the party at home, man. Great smoke. www.thegreatsmoke.com. There you go. Uh, it's definitely one of the greatest events all year long. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. I won't be there in person this year because I have uh, other Aww. travel other travel commitments, uh, but I will be doing the virtual. I'll be doing the virtual with you guys. Um, so there you go. That's what's uh, great. Coop, you can join yeah. us one way or the other. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Coop, you got a million things going on. Coop, you're like I always say, you're on uh, you're on the inter interwebs more than the Kardashians. What do you got coming up? Uh, we have a huge week of shows coming next week uh, on Primetime Jukebox Monday. I mentioned we're going to be doing our uh, talk of the Super Bowl music this year at the show. We'll be covering all the music from the opening national anthem to the halftime show. So we'll be focusing on the music and the artists around that. Um, so we have that Monday. Now Tuesday we have special edition. 
and uh, we always that's where we cover the game. And uh, as we've had every year since 2016, John Carney will be doing the analysis with us. We'll break down the game um, and, and the NFL season. Um, like, and he's great at that, as, as you know. No one can do that like him. And then on Thursday, the uh, on the Mothership Show, we're prime time. We're gonna have the Person of the Year on uh, Pete Johnson uh, as our special guest. Oh wow! So, uh, yep, two-time winner of Person of the Year, who repeated as Person of the Year for the second year in a row. So um, we're excited about row? that. Second year in a row, he won it. Yes. Wow. What? What? Uh, what? What did you say? Pushed him over the top this year as Person of the Year. Um, you know, it was he show. It was interesting. He showed up on everyone's ballot because it was a really tight one, but. Um, a lot of t- the team noted, uh, you know, a lot of just the stuff he did, uh, the Tuxla series, the Cojita series, um, the uh, Veracruz Blues, um, and just a-, a lot of consistency we thought just from the releases have been, Pete just seems like he's in a groove right now, but he showed up on all five ballots and that was what put him over the top. All right. Well, that'll be a, that'll be a great show. So make sure to tune into that. Yep. Uh, Wednesday night, folks, Flavor Odyssey, it's the season finale of flavor audit. Do you say Jordan? Do you say uh, finale? Finale. You say finale. Okay. <laughs> it's the season finale of uh, Flavor Odyssey. Randy will be uh, making Robbie smoke one of his pairings, and Robbie will be making Randy smoke one of his past pairings, and so then we'll see how those guys do with uh, forcing each other to. Uh, attempt their uh, earlier pairings from the season gone by. Uh, as far as Smoke Night Live goes, uh, I've got some some irons in the fire. Don't exactly know what's going to go down. We will find out. But also, there's going to be our annual um, Super Bowl big game contest that we will start uh, at the beginning of next week, where you can make a bunch of picks. You pick like who's going to win the coin toss, who's going to you know um, score first in the in the first quarter, like all that kind of stuff. And then whoever gets the most points. We'll win a big, huge uh, prize package from uh, the dojo. So we will be doing the um, Cigar Super Bowl Pick'em Contest. We'll start at the beginning of next week, and that'll be a ton of fun. As far as tonight goes, it's Friday Night Herf, guys. Get on the Dojoverse. Get your phone out. Go to dojoverse.com. Check in your favorite cigars. Check in your favorite, or not check into, but uh, let us know what you're drinking. Let us know what you're listening to. Uh, we'll be partying all night long on Dojoverse.com. Until next week, remember, never, never smoke alone. alone. We'll see you guys alone. next week. Look, kid, we're trying to work with you here. Tell us what we want to know, and maybe we can cut a deal. I'm not saying anything until my lawyer gets here. Bad idea. Look here, scumbag. I didn't spend 20 years on the streets to have some punk back talk me, all right? Now tell us what we want to know. What do you want to know? We're going to ask you one more time. And if you don't tell us what we want to know, you're going to spend the next 15 years in a slammer bartering for fruit cups. How did you get these cigars so quick and easy? Huh? Is it the Russians? A street gang? Tell us who it is. Hey, Chief. What is it, Jenkins? I think he got them from JR Cigar. They have the best prices on the biggest brands and some really great shipping options. Really? Yeah. Oh. All right, then. Uh, I guess you're free to go. You want to go hang out somewhere? Maybe watch a game or something? Yeah, sure. The Cowboys are on. You son of a... <laughs>